Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. This is On the Pony Express after Stang's postgame show. Tune in after each SMU game for reaction, exclusive interviews, and more. Check out all our SMU coverage you need at OnThePonyExpress.com. A part of the On3 network. Now, your host, Billy Embody. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the After Stang Show. I'm Billy Embody. With me is SMU tight end RJ Maryland. 69-10, homecoming win over Tulsa. You guys are bowl eligible now for yet another season. Walk me through what goes into preparing for a game like this and getting back-to-back results like this. Dominating win up in Temple, now this one on Saturday. Oh yeah, it's just always good to have a win like this whenever you can dominate the opponent. And um we just we come we come in every week uh and we prepare like is like like every other team. It's not like we're gonna prepare different for another team. But um this week, uh Tulsa, we we like we thought they were gonna come through kind of rough since they're uh because they're not a bad team. They have some good players, they're a lot better than last year, they got different schemes. And so we thought they were going to put up a fight, but they just they didn't put up nothing. They quit early. Yeah. And you were a big part of that. You finished uh, a lot of receivers today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> two catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Um, take me through the 62-yard touchdown because I was watching it from up above. Yeah. And it, and most, most of the times it looks like that safety maybe had that angle, and then all of a sudden it wasn't even close. Yeah. Coach Lashley even said it after the game. 
you could fly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, we just got that little wheel uh wheel concept and uh I caught the ball and I, I saw the safety and um I saw him coming. It looked like he had the angle on me, so I was gonna maybe cut in to make a move on him, but then he just it looked like he took a bad angle and then I just shot down the sideline and so yeah, he, I don't think he's faster than me. I don't, there's, he couldn't keep up, so yeah, yeah. The offense clicks yet again this week, uh, or over the last few games in particular. What have you seen from your quarterback, Preston Stone? He set a career high in yardage in just a half. I asked him after the game, hey, did that remind you of being at Parrish a little bit? <laughs> yeah. This week for you, uh, you know, kind of being at South Lake, some of those games uh, that get at, get out of hand. But for his progression, what have you seen from him as he's tried to push this offense in the right direction? Yeah, he's just a resilient guy because uh, obviously uh, before Temple game and uh, we were having some struggles with the offense, and uh, but now we're we're starting to click. And once we just start clicking, like once we get through this month and the next month, that's when we want to start playing our best football. And so it's great as an offense when we click at a good time. Last year, you guys finished I think five and two over your last seven um, to to you know finish strong uh, for the most part last year in the regular season. What goes into doing that over the course of whether it's preparation in the offseason, during the season, how are you taking care of yourself to, to try and be hitting that that stride? It's just a it's a mindset that we that we always preach about. Uh just finish. No matter what happens, just finish. If uh just fight through adversity and uh bad things are gonna happen. Like there's we're gonna have a bad drive someday. Uh yeah, we just gotta finish. Yeah. What have you thought of your your sophomore season so far? Um, you've really emerged, especially today, to take that big role. You had uh, the touchdown at East Carolina, to cap things there. You just kind of continue to make some plays um, as of late in conference play, especially. What's this year been like for you? Uh, it's, it's been really fun. Uh, I love playing with this team, and uh, I'm glad to be here. And, uh, yeah, just enjoy it. You're at the position where – SMU really relies on you at that position. Adam Moore caught a pass today. You guys mm-hmm. got got some other guys in the tight end room. Don't get me wrong, but that what's it like playing with the wide receivers and how they rotate and and does that change anything for you when certain guys are in there at all? Uh, not really. It's like we got a great depth uh, depth chart and we have starters and then we have co-starters. So uh, yeah, whenever one guy uh, needs a breath, he just ran a go route. Just somebody else comes in and the, the level of play doesn't drop. So, yeah, I love that. Billy Embody here at Shug's Bagels in Mockingbird Plaza with RJ Maryland as we continue on the After Stank Show. This win moves you guys to bowl eligibility. What does that mean for you overall? Like, you guys have high expectations. How do you still appreciate, you know, getting to that that marker? So, yeah, it's always good to be able to play in a bowl game at the end of the season. Obviously, our goals are higher. We want to we want to be champions, and uh, yeah, uh, that's that's really the goal. But the bowl game is always it's always fun. Preston was asked about the top twenty five and kind of starting to receive some votes. Maybe when should you guys pop in there? What's your take on that? And and he kind of said, look, we can't let external factors kind of get in the way of what we're trying to accomplish here. Well, those voters at the end of the day, it's it's not up to us uh, to vote. So. We just got to go out every week and win games, and maybe they'll put us in the top 25, which would be nice. I'd love that, but uh, at the end of the day, our job is just to go play and win games. Are you on the kickoff unit? I am on okay. kickoff return, kickoff return. Okay, all right. Because Coach Lasher was talking about how 
you guys have really kind of mixed things up a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah, on the kickoff unit, yeah. they put a lot of offensive guys on yeah. there now, and it, it looks good. I like I like when we put the offensive guys out there on the kickoff. Is is that something with this coaching staff that you've noticed that they, especially last year, like the running game kind of clicked later and Tyler came on. Yeah. You know, there were certain things that they did, and they're always kind of tweaking things. Is, is it, you know, people see it from the outside and they say, well, they got to do X or they got to do Y, but what what do you see from the staff as they kind of, identify the things that you guys have to improve on during a year um i just think uh whenever we have like a bad game they'll they'll really take us in like in our meetings and just tell us like we gotta we gotta be a man and they'll they'll make the switches they'll take somebody out put uh put new guys in and uh if they can do the job they can do the job and so yeah um, what's it like playing on the other side of this defense? I know you had your battles with them, of course, for the most part in fall camp, but mm-hmm. seeing what they're doing, what, what's that like? It, it's great. I love watching our defense play. And I knew they were going to be great ever since spring ball and fall camp because there's guys like just Elijah Roberts. I had to block him all, all spring ball and all fall camp. And he's a great player. I love watching him on defense. And guys like Jonathan McGill and just everybody on that defense – uh, they just they make it great for us. It helps us a lot. Now that you guys have back-to-back games coming up against in-state opponents, does that raise kind of the temperature a little bit, you know, fighting for bragging rights as far as playing a Rice in North Texas? Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, I, I like playing those in-state games, though, just in-state rivalries. Uh, just there's another edge we got to play with. Um, let's take a big picture here. I know this is down the line or whatever, but the ACC move. Yeah. What as a guy who's going to have multiple years to play in that league, what was your reaction when it actually kind of happened? And as if you were a recruit, what are some of the things that stand out about that move to you? Uh, just just being in a, a power five conference is always great. And re- being in Dallas is great, too. So just any recruits that want to come here is it's a great situation for you. So I think it's wonderful for us. Yeah. What's it? What's it? You kind of got a taste of like East Carolina, the big stadium. You mm-hmm. guys played at OU. You guys played at TCU. That's that's going to be next year's kind of every week thing when yeah. you're on the road. Uh, does that kind of help bring out the competitive juices to play in those? Yeah, I like those away games. Those, especially those uh, hostile environments like Oklahoma. Going out there, it's it's crazy seeing all the fans out there. It's, I like away games whenever everybody's cheering against you. So yeah, I like those. Sooners lost to Kansas today. They the did? Day. Yeah, they Great. did. So a little last-minute uh, <laughs> one there for you. But, um, look, uh, with this offense, how do you guys keep taking steps forward? Because you guys have a game like this where you guys are sitting at, you know, halftime. You didn't play in the second half. Mm. How do you continue to grade yourself hard, work on the little things, and keep that mindset going that you guys have talked about? Um, We just uh, go in every week with a fresh mind, even if – even if it's a game like this where we destroy them, we go in with a fresh mind. If it's a game where we don't play as well, we still have to just cut that out and just say, this is what we're going to do this week and just go with that. And yeah, we'll be good. What, what is, what would a conference championship mean? I, I know you don't want to look ahead at, at things, but um, what would that mean? It would mean a lot for the city and uh, just a lot of the pat, the lot of uh, the past players here, and the future players that will be here uh, in a few years, just it just means a lot for the whole program in general. All right. RJ Maryland, thanks so much for your time, yeah. man. Thank you for having Appreciate me. Appreciate you Thank stopping you by Shugs Bagels here in Mockingbird Plaza. RJ, 
you can head on out and grab your bagel if you want. Yeah, I am. Guys, check out after hours uh, when it starts at 6 o'clock here at Shook's Bagels in Mockingbird Plaza. We'll have a lot more coverage for you guys here as we roll on the post-game show. Rhett Lashley talked about something that RJ was sitting here talking about a little bit. This team and their preparation, how they keep that mindset, how they keep that focus on the little things day in, day out. And he called it boring, but in a good way. <laughs> to their credit, I mean, they just, they, they're consistent. And it's hard to get 18 to 24-year-old guys to do that. And it's, it's going to be hard. we got to go do it again now this week. But it's the way they prepare. They've been consistent Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I think I said it. I don't remember where I said it earlier this week. It almost feels boring sometimes because they're just going about their business in such a professional, this is what we do kind of way. And um, so it, it doesn't happen that often. So really proud of those guys. They're fun to coach. Um, you know, how you handle success is important. A lot of times it's harder to handle success than it is failure. You know, they handled it well, I think, going into Temple, specifically on defense. I know the offense was hungry. I thought everybody handled well today. And we're going to have to go ahead and do it all over again next week. But, but uh, yeah, it is, it is. It gives you confidence as a coach when you, you start to see them do it week in, week out, to feel like they're going to be ready to play. It's going to be hard to win, but they're going to be ready each week. There's Rhett Lashley as we uh, roll in, roll on, I should say, on the After Stang Show. A 69-10 win over Tulsa. The Mustangs moved to 6-2 overall on the year 4-0 in AAC play. Um, love the comment from uh, old Trent Patterson there in the comments uh, asking about recruits that may be taking a harder look at SMU with the loss to OU. But look, a uh, little early for that. 2025 might be the time where SMU might be able to capitalize on something like that. But uh, this is an SMU team that I think we've talked about it a lot throughout our you know offseason this year. The leadership that's been brought in to this team with guys like Jonathan McGill, Jordan Miller, Elijah Roberts, the returning leaders um, on defense. Those are the guys that have really set that tone for that defense to have this type of a turnaround where they're ranked number one in the AAC. They're ranked as the number 13th overall defense in the country in terms of total yardage. I think they'll move up again uh, after a performance like today, 247 total yards. They did give up five third downs on uh, five third down conversions on 17 attempts, um, but did hold Tulsa to over two on fourth downs. Uh, they averaged 3.4 yards per play. It was another really impressive showing from this SMU defense, even though Tulsa was able to, you know, honestly somehow win the time of possession. I know SMU was scoring quickly and things like that, but it was so lopsided, 638 total yards for SMU, that even that kind of surprised me. But um, I think you look at the the offense and one of our first questions that came in from SMU alum 11 at ontheponyexpress.com, are you worried about the offense sputtering against Rice after playing back-to-back -back terrible defenses? And right now, no. Uh, that's not something that I really sit here and, and worry about. Uh, each week, they're going to have to bring their A game. You know, That's something that Rhett Lashley has really talked a lot about um, because they're not a perfect offense, and they're not a perfect team either. Um, that's something that uh, he's reiterated, and that's probably a big piece as to why they continue to bring it day in, day out in practice in terms of solving the issues that they have with this team um, as they come up. Um, but uh, Rice ranks 79th in total defense right now, so it's not like uh, SMU is going from Temple and Tulsa to all of a sudden playing East Carolina again 
that was ranked in the top 40 going into that game overall. Uh, they're going against a team that also isn't necessarily, you know, a, a really impressive defensive unit in terms of statistics. So um, SMU, their defense is playing at a really high level right now. And um, that's the thing about this team and, and where they could go long term is they have the talent on defense. They play really, really hard. Uh, Rhett Lashley was talking about how they were ticked off that they gave up the field goal and then the rest of the starters played for another two and a half quarters um, and didn't give up a touchdown, didn't give up another point, I don't think. Um, so they're a unit that has really high expectations, and that's what has made them great so far this year. They got a lot of confidence, and I, and I mean this respectfully to, to our opponent, but when they kicked the field goal to make it 14-3, to they came off the field, and our defense was ticked that they scored. And I was just kind of like taken back by that for a minute. Like that's the standard they're holding themselves to, which is unrealistic. You know, but pretty cool. And, um, you know, starters won another two and a half, three quarters and didn't give up a touchdown. So um, they're just, they're, they're taking that, running with that confidence, but they have, they're, they're holding themselves to that standard. You know, we're not having to say anything. And uh, so we got to keep, keep bearing down on it, don't keep building on that confidence and that momentum. Yeah. Speaking of confidence, the SMU offense starting to get some. Uh, this is, from ESPN Stats and Info, SMU is the only team to score 52 points or more in a half against an FBS opponent in the last three seasons. SMU's now done it twice. Um, the second time they did it was against Houston last year in that barn burner uh, win. The 69-10 to SMU win is the largest margin in program history in a conference game, uh, seventh best overall. Uh, this is the first time with consecutive 50-plus point wins uh, since uh, 20, oh, first time with 50 or more points in consecutive games since 2020. Um, they've scored 55 points three times this season. Only other time in program history was three times in 2021. Uh, so this offense is starting to kind of get things going in the right direction. And 21 points in the first quarter, plus a defensive touchdown uh, is is really, really strong. And that's how you take advantage of an opponent that's down on their luck. You know, Tulsa was coming off of that 42-10 loss to Rice last week. And uh, now what you have is SMU outscoring AAC opponents 189-36 to 36 in four games. Pretty ridiculous stat line there. Preston Stone uh, did set a new career high for passing. Uh, he went 15 of 20 for 371 yards with three touchdowns in less than a half of work. Uh, nine pass plays of 17 or more yards including touchdowns of 64 and 72 yards. Just a, a dominating performance by this offense. That was what you really wanted to see um, from Preston Stone. I've said it kind of going into the East Carolina game. That's why that kind of performance overall was surprising, but his start wasn't. He's been playing with a little bit more confidence. They knew they had to find ways to get on the right side of things um, when it comes to you know the intermediate, the short passing game. And look, it's paying off. They're playing at a really high level, and it's impressing Brett Lashley as well. You know, he's a first-time starter. It's you're going to see him grow and get better as the season goes on before your eyes. And uh, we had a, a tough starting slate, and I think he's hung in there. I think he's trusting the teammates. I think he's improving each week. You know, getting the ball in his hands quicker. The quick game's been a lot better. The relief game, getting on the perimeter, and, and so now you couple that with he just is confident in what we're doing. He knows where to go with the football. 
he's doing a good job of being aggressive and taking care of it. And so hopefully his confidence will just grow and grow each week. But I thought he had the same look in his eye as he had last week against Temple. And he was just in total control and totally confident. Yeah, R.J. Maryland led the way with yards and 95 from the receivers. Uh, Adam Moore, the true freshman, had three catches for 66 yards. Remember his name. He's going to be special in the tight end room. Jordan Curley, four receptions, 49 yards. Uh, Keyshawn Smith, three receptions, 46 yards. Uh, Romello Brinson's one uh, catch went for 74 yards and a touchdown. Um, you know, just a really impressive performance. And then in the running back room, you know, Kamar Wheaton goes nine carries, 80 yards, two touchdowns, had a 25-yard catch, so 105 total yards for him, um, average 8.9 yards per carry. This, if, if the offense can get that type of work in from its running back room, they had uh, five guys, as I'm looking at it, have a 10-plus yard run. So all five running backs that they – got in there really, or five of the seven uh, had runs of 10 or more yards. Um, they really, really were impressive overall. Um, one of them, Kevin Jennings, uh, who had that unfortunate first drive, was littered with sacks, but he had a long run of 10. Uh, so he was a lone non-running back out of that group of five. Um, but, you know, Kamar Wheaton, if that's how he's going to play, again, this is a conference opponent. This isn't somebody like a Prairie View A&M where you're kind of like, that's con- that's encouraging. Yeah, he shined today. That's a great, great point from Terry in the comments. Um, LJ Johnson ran hard, averaged 4.9 yards a carry. Jalen Knight in 5.7. He had a touchdown. Uh, Belton Gardner punched one in. This is a team that really showcased, I think, its depth really, really well today um, as they kind of rolled guys in uh, to the game. SMU came out of it pretty healthy for the most part. Bryce McMorris was helped off late in the game. Jalen Davis Robinson got popped pretty good. We didn't get an update after the game on that. Um, Usually um, they don't know too much, but uh, we'll be monitoring those two guys, I would say, in particular. Um, You know, feedback from recruits and players about the attendance. I mean, it's a non-factor when you're dealing with the monsoon that ran right up until, I think, 1050. I mean, it was raining when I walked in, and then it pretty much ended uh, from there. So, you know, a lot of people – that were going to go to the boulevard were out on it um, pretty quickly uh, early that morning, I would say. Um, at least, you know, the group that I usually go with is pretty quiet out there overall. So um, that's what you're going to get. A lot of people understand that. Most people think it's pretty normal to not go when it's that ugly. So uh, SMU did host some top targets. So check out on the PonyExpress.com for more on those recruits and who are on campus. We'll have reactions from them as well. It's 50% off to join on the Pony Express right now for an annual subscription. So just about $4.58 a month uh, when you break it up like that. So pretty good deal. But as we roll on here, um, South Scoreboard is probably not going to be operational this year. Um, Prunacox asks, uh, any expectations for some commitments this weekend after the domination this weekend last? There is a couple silence out there, but uh, we'll be waiting. We're playing the waiting game, so keep it locked on uh, the site for more on that. Um, uh, has there been any discussion on a field goal net for the north side? Not that I know of. Um, you know, it's just not – I can ask somebody. Um, and then um, uh, <laughs> Untitled asks, is there a concerted effort to score a nice number of points and blowouts? I don't know. I, I, I think Rhett kind of keeps it in the back of his mind, or at least that's what I'd like to think. 
Um, and then Whiskey Pony, how bad is the AAC this year? Really bad. We see that. But SMU is going into their stretch run of really, really good opponents um, relative to who they've played so far. Um, they've played the bottom feeders. They have not played anyone that you're really going to get get impressed with in any way. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind. Rice is going to probably be a competitive game. You're going on the road. It's not going to be an insane atmosphere by any means, but it's a team that's pretty proud and has a veteran quarterback in JT Daniels. So um, SMU does get back in action Saturday night, 645, I believe it is, um, down in Houston against the Owls. So be sure to keep it locked on on the PonyExpress.com for that. Um, look, SMU starting to get some top 25 votes. Uh, I think with the score after the first quarter and really especially closing in on the end of the first half, a lot of people started to take notice and makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, you, you do that to a team, no matter how, like how down they are from the previous week or how their season is going overall, it's going to catch people's eyes. Um, and so maybe that helps SMU bring in some more votes for the top 25, but um, they're really not worried about that. And, and Preston was keeping it pretty, real about why they can't let that, you know, affect them in their preparation. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, obviously being in the top 25 is something that's cool, but I think the more that we focus on the external, um, you know, naturally that that can that can affect your preparation for, you know, the game that we're going to play this next Saturday and our ability to stay present. So um, that's not necessarily at the forefront of our mind, um, whether or not we're in the top 25 or people think that we should be ranked. Um, you know, I think as long as we keep our focus on being able to play like this, like we did today, week in and week out, the rest is going to take care of itself. So closing it out, uh, you know, talking with Isaiah Wacobia, who had his first pick six, not only in his uh, college career, but he said he didn't get a pick six in high school. He was really close on a couple. Um, Preston joked, Isaiah, if you didn't know, when he was at Dallas Skyline, had to play quarterback. Uh, there. Um, and and Preston said he might have thrown a couple pick six, but uh, Isaiah Wachovia reeled in the third pick six for SMU this season. Uh, the defense had five sacks, eight tackles for loss, three pass breakups, two interceptions as well, one being Isaiah Wachovia's 25-yard return for a touchdown, and Jalen Davis Robinson getting his first college career interception, the Waxahachie native and LSU transfer. Um, this is really, really big for SMU. I believe that's turnovers in um, four straight games now, forced by SMU. This defense is starting to play with even more confidence on that front. And, you know, I think when you looked at a game like this, you're wondering, okay, would there be a letdown in the second half? But no, and and that's a really good sign for this team's mentality. And that was what impressed Isaiah Wachobia uh, the most this, this, uh, this game. For both of you, when you have a game like this where you dominate everything on the stat sheet, what impressed you guys the most about the way your team played today? Uh, for me personally, just coming out, coming out second half and not letting up. You know, what I'm saying defense first drive. I think we had a three and out. You know, offense went down there. They executed still. So just being able to put a full game together, man. Just on, like you said, offense, defense, special team. I feel like we. Uh, executed well on all three levels of the game. So it just felt really good to be able to put a game together like that and just to execute. So SMU now 4-0 in AAC play for the first time since 2019. We'll see if SMU can fix how that season ended 
with one that leads them to an AAC championship game appearance this year. They took another step in the right direction, but it only gets tougher. Again, they go on the road to face Rice on Saturday before hosting North Texas on Friday, um, the uh, November 10th, I believe it is. And then they head to Memphis before closing it out with Navy at home. So four games to go in the regular season. The Mustangs are now bowl eligible for yet another season. That is a big piece to the puzzle here as they look to finish stronger this year. And that means leaving this conference with a championship. So they're playing championship level football right now on both sides of the ball the last two weeks. But the slate does get tougher down the stretch. And uh, we'll be here to cover it for you guys at OnThePonyExpress.com. Appreciate Chugs Bagels, as always, in Mockingbird Plaza for letting us set up here. They open up at 6 o'clock. The After Hours crew is rolling in, getting ready for that, getting the bagels, the grill, everything ready to roll. So check them out, ShugsBagels.com, SMU-owned. They also just are getting ready to open that location on Lemon Avenue as well. Uh, So look for that um, if you're over on that side of town. But this has been another edition of the After Stang Show. Appreciate you guys listening. I am Billy Embody, and we will catch you guys next week at OnThePonyExpress.com. Appreciate everybody who has subscribed with our homecoming special, 50% off subscriptions right now. So check that out at OnThePonyExpress.com. Thanks for listening to the On The Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU On 3 and on Instagram at On3SMU. And keep it locked to OnThePonyExpress.com for more coverage. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Fanduel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.